0: Tigers on game. Shoot his goal. Jesse and Lance talk Tigers and all things WHL with the voice of the Tigers Bob Ridley. Tigers, the Tigers players, Tigers alumni and insiders across the WHL. Here's your host. Jesse and Lance.
1: Go! Welcome to the 24th episode. Of Tigers Unkicked. Man, I really hope it's episode 24 or that's going to be odd.
2: Yeah, I uh, honestly don't know. Hold on. Well, that's um, fine. We'll, let's say it's 24.
1: Oh, it is 24. Okay, yeah. Okay, well, good. 24 episodes. We cover everything. Uh, the medicine that Tigers do in the WHL. My name is Jesse. I am the arena host. If you've ever been to a Tiger game and the man who sits across from me was the interim color. I was. Got punted. I got fired. Yeah, I got fired. <laughs> it's a matter of time, really. Well, I think the big thing Tiger fans are very excited for is we wind down this season that uh, the man, the myth, the legend himself, Bob Ridley, back in the booth, calling the final home game, which now uh, the streak is intact. I forgot to ask about that, too. He has now called the Tiger game in every season yeah. in their existence. Pretty cool. I wonder if he cares about that. He doesn't seem like a guy that really holds on to... I remember when someone said, Hey, we're celebrating your four thousandth game, he said, Oh, I've called four thousand games. So I don't think it's something that he really keeps track of.
2: True. True. I uh, don't think it means a ton, but it means something. It does. Like I think he's just happy to get back to work, you know, get back behind the mic and uh, I think just so. call a game. I think he's just more excited for that than than any kind of streak or record. I I think if you ask Bob, he's he's accomplished all that stuff, right? When you start the job, it's never what you set out to do. I'll mm. almost forget it's kind of a weird deviation. But it, bear with me okay. uh, John Cena <laughs>
1: dun, dun, Yeah dun. I know
2: right John Cena But I've always seen conversations With John Cena about is he ever going to Get enough titles to pass Ric Flair and, and that's always Been the conversation around John Cena But he's always said like I'm never, I'm not in it to To set that record because if I Try and chase it then when I don't get There I'll be disappointed right. and it takes Away the fun of just you know the journey and living in the Moment I think Bob's very similar in that He's just happy being on the journey, like, you know, going through and being able to get back to doing what he loves. I
1: think that's enough. I think anyone that has like the same gig for close to fifty years would be happy. Oh yeah. And you look at the time and like the way that broadcasting has just changed in general to where we are now. He's yeah. been through it all. And there's still that love for Ritz. Yep. I, I, I think that's it's one of a kind. So to have him I, I talked to him on the show and um he was telling us that he was a little nervous, that he was he's anxious to get back in there. He loved being at the games, but he felt like there was more purpose for him at the games. Because he was up top watching the team play, but he wasn't able to do what he loves doing, and that's describe what's happening. Right. And so I asked him, I said, what are your thoughts? Because now we're going back in time where I think we're going to see a lot of Tiger fans rocking headphones watching the game live. Yeah. That hasn't yeah. been since, like, the smarty box at the arena. Yeah, and right. he laughed, and he goes, well, I better not lie to him then because they're going to be able to call me <laughs> yeah. if I do anything wrong.
2: Oh, That's awesome. So yeah. I,
1: there's a lot of people that are excited that uh, Rids and, and Scott, I mean, Scott got to uh, take advantage of this. And, and for a guy that didn't have a lot of play-by-play experience, they threw Scott out there, and I think he did a really good job.
2: Yeah. No, he did incredible. I mean, he he had some – some play-by-play experience with the SJHL and, um, just, you know, kind of getting to take that to a different level because it's, it's obviously a bit of a graduation, like, like any league broadcasters go through that same step. You want to go through the leagues and make the progressions and, uh, to get his, you know, first full season in the Western hockey league and, and do it in the shoes that he had to fill and the situation that he had to step into. It's, uh, far from easy would be yeah. the best way to put it, and Scott's done an incredible job. So
1: well, we'll check in with Scott. I see him waiting in the wings. we got a lot of stuff to talk to him about. We'll talk about his experience being the play-by-play guy, and we have to talk about uh, Saha, yeah. the Southern Alberta Hockey Academy, making big news.
2: Yeah, huge. They won the MAX tournament. Yeah. It's, it's like the
1: premier tournament for minor hockey in the world. It's huge. So, I mean, I, we say it all the time about the future of the Tigers – I hope Tiger fans actually realize that, you know, the future is bright. So we'll talk about that. A couple Tigers are going to be playing after this season is done. We found that out. And uh, popular Tiger going to be suspended and not playing the final game. Mm-hmm. So Scott will have that and a whole bunch more on Tigers Uncaged. Come on. Check it out.
0: Tigers Uncaged is powered by South Country Co-op. We're tigers? More roar in a minute.
3: Uh. When it comes to your choice of beverage you have your favorites. And when it comes to the place you get your beverages from Co-op Liquor Stores is the favorite. They carry a huge selection of wine, spirits, local and world beers. Stick to what you love or try something new. Co-op Liquor Stores in Crescent Heights, 13th Avenue, Red Cliff, Dunmore and Strachan Road all open 7 days a week. South Country Co-op. Proudly serving the community for over 60 years. You're at home here. We've been part of the farming
0: community for generations generations, planning, advising, getting our boots dirty, helping farmers thrive and enhance their land. This is core to what we do, because we believe that each crop should be grown with precision, grown with care, and grown with purpose. We are a different kind of business. We are building a legacy. We are South
4: Country Co-op. For over 60 years, South Country Co-op has been part of our community. Families gathering around the table to talk about their day, share stories, laugh together, and just be there for one another. The meal on the table that brings families together is from South Country Co-op. Fresh, local ingredients on amazing deals for you every single week. And their app gets you access to their flyer, locations, hours, and more. South Country Co-op, proudly serving the community for over 60 years. You're at home here.
0: Tigers Uncaged. Let's go! By South Country Co op. Here's your host. I reveal myself to you all here, Jesse and Lance.
1: Behold! Welcome back to the podcast, Tigers Uncaged, powered by our good friends at South Country Co op. As always, we bring in the interim play by play man, Mr. Scott Roblin. How are you, buddy? Good, good. How are you guys doing? Hey, we're doing great. First off, let's talk about that final road trip of the season. It wasn't great for the Tigers, but. Still, it must have been nice for the boys just to go out one last time. The season should be done right now. This is all a makeup. But
5: did you sense being on the road with them that they were excited to get back on there and enjoy that final one? Yeah, I think so, especially when the team was loading up the bus. It was the last big road trip because there's so many times with the Tigers and just the way that they're positioned geographically in the East where – you know, when you take uh, into consideration Alberta and Saskatchewan, Manitoba, Medicine Hat's pretty central to a lot of these teams. So a lot of the road swings, whether it's up to Red Deer or whether it's up to Edmonton, um, even to Regina, a lot of it is just there and back. You drive there in the morning mm-hmm. get there for the game and then drive back immediately after so you don't get the hotel experience you don't get like the the pre-game meals uh, necessarily all together in in a, a hotel ballroom anything like that so it was it was cool that the team was able to get this one last time to close out the season still have one more game at home of course but um really good for the the overagers who are set to graduate from the whl to get one last big road swing in um, talking with Logan Barlogi and Carter Chorney heading out on the road trip. They're both really excited because it's that's on the bus in the hotel, some of the best memories that you form in the WHL. Yeah. And results aside, uh, I think it was, you know, an enjoyable weekend for the Tigers, um, you know, being together one last time for a road swing. And, um, of course, we're, we're coming up to uh, the very tail end of the season for Medicine Hat. So it's not necessarily about picking up victories, you know, this team. Hasn't won in their last eleven games, and it's been you know a bit of a, a rough stretch down the back end of the year. But a lot of it is just about trying to make these memories and knowing that you know even the best teams there's changes in the off season. So uh, this group necessarily isn't going to come back exactly the same for next year. And just enjoying the time that they have together. And speaking of changes, there's
2: uh, a bit of a a new crew that is starting to emerge themselves uh, within this Tigers group. And uh, I- I'm curious, did any of them? watch or we're, we're keeping an eye on that max tournament that went down in Calgary because uh, of course Saha wins the max, which is wild to think Crazy. about, it's huge. but uh, you even do a deeper dive and realize that a lot of these guys are Tigers property and Tigers players, whether it's Zach Zahara, uh, Shane Smith was MVP, and you go up and down what Saha had, and you're like, wait a second, a lot of these guys are, are people that you know the Tigers fans have seen and that they're pretty familiar with the black and orange
5: yeah i mean it does nothing but exude positivity and confidence for the the next wave of tigers coming into the program and like you said there's three players on the current iteration of saha who captured the championship and josh van mulligan zach zahara and shane smith who have played games for the tigers this year they have another prospect and cole unger playing on on defense for that team um and you have a lot of players on this Tiger squad, like an Andrew Basha who have played on Saha this year. Mm-hmm. So to see the success that the South Alberta Hockey Academy has had over a very short amount of time, when you take a look at this program's only been alive for about three years or so. right? To, this is their first really full season of playing in the CSSHL, mm-hmm. and they go out and win one of the most prestigious minor hockey tournaments in the world. Like That's pretty incredible, and you have the... Willie Desjardins name behind it you have his son Braden coaching the team so there's a lot of connections to this current Tigers roster in terms of this team winning a championship getting a championship winning experience you can't forget about um, what the Tigers you know Tomas Mersick and um, also with Caden Lindstrom and Diego Buzitoni, and those type of players who have won championships in the CSSHL this year, there's been a huge crop of Tigers prospects who are walking home with banners and gold medals this year. Mm-hmm. So we can talk about a development of a player playing in high-pressure situations, that's a good thing. Yep.
1: Let me ask you this, because we've been doing this podcast out uh, 20-some episodes, and we keep saying the future's bright, future's bright. Tiger fans are probably rolling their eyes. Yeah, you guys should be saying that. After <laughs> seeing this MAX tournament, yeah. do you think Tiger fans will breathe that sigh of relief and say, you know what, the best is yet to come.
5: Maybe a bit, right? Well, I don't necessarily think the future is bright. The future is now. Yeah. (laughs) Like, these players have already had WHL experience and are likely going to be full-time Tigers in a couple months. So this isn't a situation, obviously, becoming, you know, solid everyday WHLers takes time and takes experience. And, you know, there's a lot of rawness for these players in terms of them developing as a hockey player, but... You look at what they've been able to do over the course of this season, I don't think I've seen a year in which Tigers prospects have really just taken the bull by the horns and really dominated the levels that they have. And this is without even talking about <clears throat> excuse me, without even talking about what the Tigers possibly are gonna get over the course of the summer in terms of prospects. And of course, pretty much all those will be what these current Tigers are. But I think the biggest thing with South Alberta Hockey Academy is it's kind of been a feeder system for the Tigers of late, where the Tigers will draft a player and then the next season they'll go play for Saha. Mm-hmm. And you've, you've seen that happen over the last year or so where the Tigers are able to stockpile most of their big draft picks on Saha, whether they're up in the WHL or or playing at that level. And, I mean, Oasis-wise, what? First-round pick, he played for Saha. Josh Van Mulligan, second-round pick, he played for Saha. Shane Smith, um, you look at Zach Zahara, who's a bit of a later-round pick. Uh, I can imagine a lot of Tigers who were drafted either back in December for the club or are going to be drafted this summer are going to be back with Saha. Mm-hmm. And so you keep, I've talked, whenever I've talked with the players about what Saha does in terms of the development, the systems are almost identical. Yeah. Because it's and coaching there and it's very similar structure and a very mm-hmm. similar system to what the Tigers currently employ. So it really is kind of like a junior rank for the junior club Mm -hmm. of prepping them for what it's going to be like in the WHL. And I think you have seen, we've talked about it how many times, Lance, where the chemistry is already baked into a lot of these players because they've had that experience playing together at Saha. Mm -hmm. You're seeing that pay off with Oasis Weisblatt and Teak Patton and Oren Strom and Tyler McKenzie and all these players that were really the first wave of Saha players you're seeing that chemistry and that built-in performance paying off at the next level. And I think the biggest thing in terms of the difference between those players was they played and practiced in a time where it was right before COVID, didn't really get in many games. It was mostly just practicing together. Now we're getting players who are winning championships together and being able to get to the next level.
2: Yeah, and you talked about the continuity. I mean, even just in, in the demeanor and the personalities between Braden and his dad, Willie, like they're very similar growing up with Braden. He was never long winded. Like, I mean, <laughs> you didn't, you didn't get a lot out of Braden more often than not, but he was so smart. And I mean, he was a guy going through minor hockey in medicine hat. He, he always had a C he was always the hardest work. He, he understood like just, just the grind to kind of get through a year and how the effort you put in, uh, on practice leads to success on game days. And Braden really understood that playing minor hockey, and, and you can kind of see that transition now with, with work ethic being a big thing. I think that's what you notice so much out of the the younger group of players on this Tigers roster and those who have been APs is that, uh, you know, the, the results might not be there like you were saying, Jesse, but, but you, you can't ever say they don't put effort in.
5: No, and I think that just trickles down to what Saha has done over the last year, year and a half, where they built a team that really – it has some skill and some talent to it, but you look at other teams around the CSSHL and teams that play at the same level that Saha does, where you look at Saha and say they necessarily don't have the overall like superstars that a lot mm-hmm. of these other teams have that are going to become WHL All-Stars at the end of the day. But this is a hard-working team, a team that I think is really underrated for its, its depth, and it's not just the Tigers' prospects. You have prospects from the Prince George Cougars, from the mm-hmm. Winnipeg Ice, other players that are WHL drafted talents that are playing for the South Alberta Hockey Academy team. And I think it's only going to serve the Tigers well because you look at what these players have been able to do playing together. If I would have come to you when South Alberta Hockey Academy got announced, you know, three, three and a half years ago and said, this team in 2022 is going to win the MAX tournament. <laughs> yeah. Like, the MAX is one of the most prestigious tournaments around, mm-hmm. and you're facing teams not only from Alberta, but across Canada, and in normal years, a lot of international teams as well. The The trajectory of Saha has been incredibly impressive to get to this point, and no matter what level you play at, championship experience matters, mm-hmm. and it allows you to have confidence in high-pressure situations, and I think there's no coincidence that we're seeing these championship-winning players right now. Tomas Mersic, Caden Lindstrom, the guys at Saha, pick up banners now. Well, where are they going to be in two or three years when Medicine Hat, hopefully, is going to be in the position where they're chasing a championship themselves? They can look back on that experience and say, I know what the tools are. It's a different level, for sure. But I have the tools that I've been able to build up over my time as a hockey player that when Medicine Hat, they've talked about this is a, a plan where two, three years from now they can challenge for a WHL championship. You can look on your roster say, look at all these players who have won banners before.
1: They yeah. have that experience. I, I do remember when Saha was announced, I myself and I'm thinking a lot of other people, just thought, okay, something Willie puts his name on, who knows how much... Yeah, that's cool. It's fun. Yeah, yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. It's there. Yeah. But now that you've seen it, like you, like you said, three years, that's wild to see it now in its true form win a championship. It will benefit not only Medicine Hat, but the Tigers, And so let me throw this out there because it's my job to throw out certain scenarios and ask questions.
2: Yeah, Yeah, you're good at that.
1: Do we see Junior Desjardins possibly make a trek up to the dub at some point? If he's had so much success at Saha, could we see Willie coaching with his kid? Could we see his kid maybe taking over for Willie? We talked about it before. Could Willie only be a, a GM down the road and no longer just a coach? Because of this, so quick... Is Junior ready for the WHL?
2: Yeah. I don't know. I mean he's already coaching with one of his kids. I mean, Jace mm-hmm. is is the video coach for That's, the team, which is yeah, pretty cool. Yeah. So I mean if he if he had Braden in there as well, that would be that would be quite the unique opportunity, right? And I, I think and Scott, you you say what you what you think. I'm I just am thinking that there there's gonna come a time for Braden. Like that that moment will will present itself and he'll get a shot at the next level because like Scott's saying, when you win the Max, I mean, that, that puts you in the puts entire ahead, organization, like, right? It, not necessarily ahead, but it puts you on the map. Yeah. And, and especially for, for Braden, who's who's only been really around with this team for the last little while, and of course, uh, was coaching in AAA ranks with Bantam and, and things like that and has graduated progressively through there. Um, but, but like, does it mean tomorrow he's getting an offer? No. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm sure those conversations are being had and, and it's like anything. You, you want to wait for the right opportunity and the right chance and I'm sure the the family thinks that it would be cool at some point to try and get everyone together and, and do a year where they can all uh, be behind the bench with one another in, in some capacity, right? But uh, whether or not that actually comes true, who knows? Because I, I think there's going to come a time where where teams are going to ask if, if Brain wants to join on as as an associate coach or as an assistant coach and work his way through there. because. Because to go from head coach to head coach is rare. Yeah. So often you have to get some more coaching experience uh, well, on a lower level.
5: But it is all about opportunity. And yeah. I think winning a tournament like the Max opens up a lot of doors. And For sure. necessarily, like you said, it's not going to be, okay, you win one tournament and immediately <laughs> you're in the Western Hockey League. But I look at a guy like Devin Pratt in Swift Currents. Mm-hmm. Devin coached a number of years with the Notre Dame Hounds program. Started off coaching, you know, the, the U14 ranks and started working his way up in the program. Spent the last number of years coaching the Argos and then the Notre Dame Hounds and then gets an opportunity to join as an assistant coach to Dean Brockman out in Swift. Well, then all of a sudden, Dean Brockman uh, steps down from the position and Devin Pratt able to move into interim head coach. Well, then midway through the season, impressed with Devin, what he's been able to bring. Now he's a head coach full-time in the Western Hockey League. It's all about those opportunities, and you never know which doors can open depending on what you're able to do. If not for what he did at Notre Dame, Devin Pratt's not head coach of the Swift Current Broncos right now. But it's about just kind of seizing those opportunities when they come up. It's never a straight line. You know, you bounce around when it comes to coaches. Joe Frazier, I don't think, ever imagined himself, you know, 11 (laughs) years later, 12 years later, from being uh, an overager on the Tigers, to being cut, and then a week later being back on the team as an a, as an assistant coach, and now here he is all these years later still in Medicine Hat. Yeah. It's, it's funny how things work out, and it's funny how doors open when you least expect it. And I think for Saha, not only for the players, but for the program as a whole, this is done, I don't think we realize yet what impact it's going to have. I think when we look back a couple years later, look at all the WHLers that were on, This team, I look at what Delta Hockey Academy's done this year with their U-17 team. I I can't remember who I was talking about this with, but I was basically saying we're going to be looking back in like three years at that roster being like, could you believe all the stars (laughs) that are on this roster? Like Jordan Gavin for Tri-City and, you know, their decor is unbelievable and Lindstrom and Tomas Mersic on the team, Miguel Marcus Mm -hmm. uh, for the Lethbridge Hurricanes on that team. You know, there's still, you have to put in the work and, you know, you can't rest on, being a a championship winner at that level if you want to get to become a a star in the in the the WHL. But what we're seeing with Delta Hockey Academy being like, look at all the talent on that roster. Like, can you believe all those players played together? Maybe to a similar extent, I think there's a chance we could do that in a couple years at Saha.
2: Yeah, that's cool. That's really cool. And I also now that I'm thinking how wild would it be if you like somehow, not to say it would ever happen, but Braden ends up coaching like Lethbridge. And then he's going, oh. like, and then he's going head to head with like with his dad, and one of the biggest rivalries of the Western Hockey League. That would that would be poetic, a little bit, right? Man, like, Christmas be, dinner would be awkward, very. Hey? but hey, you talk about opportunities. Like Hell if that yeah. were to come up, man, that would be. That would be so. I feel like you always amusing. ride the hot
1: hand. So I mean, if you win <laughs> something like the Max Tournament, I just feel like his name is, will get brought up. Maybe not head coach. You're right, but definitely, but definitely to be a part staff. of the, yeah. the staff, a part of the team, because you always want to ride that hot hand. Well,
2: and in, in, in you know recent memory, one of the assistant coaches in Ryan Smith, right? Yeah, was here with the Tigers yeah. and great guy. We had the chance to to catch up with him and meet him and, and get to know him and he had an opportunity to go state side in western hockey league and, and took that chance right so and now he's an interim head coach yeah, in like it happened WHO. so fast yeah. it can happen so quickly so uh who's to say how it's going to go down but i guess who's to also say how uh this season wraps up with uh, the edmonton oil kings in the final game of the regular season, no Oasis Wiseby. You tweeted out, as we're recording on this Thursday, uh, you tweeted out that he's not going to be in the lineup due to his suspension. Just another chance for another guy to slide in. Not the way that Wiseby wants the season to end, obviously, but just what your expectations, what your thoughts might be on the final game of the season.
5: I mean, empty the tank. Yeah, Like, you know this is the last game, and you're facing an Edmonton Oil Kings team that is one of the best in Canada. We'll see what the roster will look like, whether they will rest some of their stars ahead of playoffs because they already know that they're finishing second in the conference. They know they're going to face Lethbridge in the first round. There's a chance that they might sit some of their stars. There's a chance they might not. There's a chance that (laughs) you say, hey, you know, we're going to just try and roll with the hot hand and our our players, Jake Neighbors, just coming back from injury. So you might say, hey, we don't want to take him out of the lineup. We just got him back. Yeah. So... We'll see what roster will present against the Medicine Hat Tigers here, but I think for Medicine Hat, it goes back to this is your last game of the year. It's very rare that you have the certainty you know it's your last game of the season. Ironically enough, it happened last season against Edmonton as well to close out the development year, and that was a weird experience. I remember talking with Brett Kemp and Ryan Chazowski and Cole Clayton about wow, this is crazy. We we know this is our last game as members of the Medicine Hat Tigers, and that's the case for Logan Barlogi and for Carter Chorney, and to an extent as well for Dan Baker. Mm-hmm. Um, They know that this is their their last go in the Western Hockey League. Um, The WHL tweeted out this week, Logan Barlogi coming into this game has played more WHL games than any current WHL player. Yeah, He's cool. at 291 coming wow. into this game, split between Swift Current, Lethbridge, and now the Medicine Hat Tigers. And I remember when Logan got brought in talking about the experience that he brought and what he wanted to do over the last stint of his junior career. It's big for him that he's going to close out his career on Friday night wearing the same colors his dad did. Yeah, that is kind
2: of cool. Oh, actually, yeah. That's big for him. And he
5: said how important that is for his family. So you have that. You have Carter Chorney, who beginning of the season thought his dub career might be over. Yeah. He doesn't get picked up by the Regina Pats, gets cut. Plays half a season in the Alberta Junior Hockey League for his hometown, Sherwood Park Crusaders. Very cool experience getting play for his hometown, but now he gets to end his junior career in the league that he started in, in the WHL. Dan Baker, he's not going to be on the ice. Unfortunately, season-ending injury. But he's still around the team. He's talked about how important it's been for him to come back. You know, he left to deal with his injury, and he wanted to come back to be around the teammates, to be around the locker room, to be on road trips. This is big for him as well. So... For the players on the ice, it just goes back to empty the tank. Yeah. Yeah. You, you have, A, you're looking to end this losing skid, and on such a tough season, it's been such a rough season on these players, on the mm-hmm. coaching staff, this has not been a fun year. No. If you can end the season on a win, even just one win, you get up to 12 this year, That that is a positive end to the season that you can walk away with. And it's an opportunity for you guys to close out as a group Because you know not everybody's going to come back next year. There are going to be some changes. Not exactly sure the extent of the changes, but it's not going to be the exact same team. So, you know, this team has shown flashes. We saw it last weekend against Brandon and Winnipeg for a period, period and a half. They can hang with some of the top teams in Canada. Now that consistency and being able to extend it full 60 minutes, that's been the biggest hurdle this team has faced all season. But you're taking on Edmonton, one of the top teams in the country, it's the final game for your overagers it's the final game at home you you get to close out the season on home ice and it's an opportunity for you to literally put everything you have into this game because you know that it's not okay well gotta rest up for playoffs gotta get ready for you know the off season gotta you know I, I maybe I'm not bringing my best today but that's okay I'll bring it tomorrow there
2: is no tomorrow no yeah you're not saving it
5: for nothing so no and it's gonna be a big night as well. I mean, we we'll, can get into it as well, but it's the return of Bob Ridley to the broadcast booth. Yeah. This is a one of the biggest nights of the season for the Medicine Hat Tigers. It's their fan appreciation night. You know, this team is going to be geared up to try and give these fans who have, you know, seen a lot of tough hockey over the past, you know, six seven months, to to have a good conclusion to the season. It it won't change the fact that the Tigers are going to finish last place in the league but provides an opportunity to end the season on their own terms. And there's cheap beer. There's L- cheap beer, beer. for dollars <laughs> beer. Shout out co-op.
1: Yeah, still trying to find a, a backup for me. I
5: haven't found one yet. No? Uh, Just drink them during the game. I think that's what we may have to no, do. do. It's a do final we one. See, we got to see the progression from hot oh, drop yeah. until <laughs> second period. Second intermission is going to be a fun time because, yeah. uh, boy, it's going to be sloppy. Oh, it'll be sloppy. It'll be sloppy. <laughs> I right mean, it game.
2: wasn't that long ago where you were, were drinking beers and, and the, the world was here. Oh, yeah, I was World crushing it. The World Hockey yeah, Challenge, yeah, yeah. Jesse
5: Christensen. Yeah, I was
2: crushing Stone Cold beers. <laughs> yeah, you were with Kieran Block, I think. Yeah, he was doing yeah. the same at one I point. I spilled
1: so much beer on my Haley Wickenhazer signed uh, jersey that so that was great.
2: You had a signed one? Yeah. Oh, man. that
1: yeah, it smells like bud.
2: That's a good way to go <laughs> down. I like yeah. that.
1: Uh, I, I want to get into a couple more things before we wrap this up. Uh, this actually just showed up a little bit ago. I don't know if you heard about this yet, but Garen Bjorklund and Drew Krebs, they're going to be playing hockey when our season's done. Did you hear about this? They're gonna be joining the Hershey Bears after playing the Edmonton Oil Kings.
5: Wow, I did not hear that. That yeah. is really great for two players who, as NHL drafted players, to try and get to the point of where you're able to play pro hockey. That is absolutely massive for Drew and Garrett. So yeah. congratulations to them. Um, you know, both of them have had ups and downs for sure this year, but they've been needed to be relied upon as two of the the more veteran players, both on the back end and between the pipes. Yeah. I think over the back half of the season, we've seen Drew Krebs really being able to shore up his defensive game and has had really good breakout passes, has been, you know, a very consistent defender for the Tigers and a big reason why Washington drafted him. I mean, Garen Bjorklund, like, last well, he's couple on, of weeks. He's on, he's <laughs> I, I, I was saying the other night on on the road swing, Garen you know puts together a 38-save performance or whatever, and... There's, there's no doubt he's one of the best goaltenders in the WHL. Record aside, numbers aside, you see what he's been able to do on a night-by-night basis. The Tigers, I don't think they get within a sniff of 11 wins this year, if not for Garen Bjorklund and what yeah. he's been able to do in some of the games. So um, that's outstanding. Uh, really, really happy for both Garen and Drew. Well deserving players uh, to to be able to you know get up whether they play or not. It's still around the pro hockey environment. Yep. So well, that's, that's
2: great because uh, you have media coming up in like twenty minutes with the Tigers. So now you have you something can bring to that up because yeah.
1: <laughs> it looks like Hershey Bears have about uh, five games after. Uh, left in their regular season, then they go to the playoffs. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, uh, well, that's cool. Good then you them. get to stick
2: around for an yeah. AHL playoff run too, right? And yeah. see what that's all about. Yeah,
1: I think so. That'll be good for next year. Uh, let's get into this because Tiger fans were also asking about the draft lottery. And now we kind of uh, – we we know how that's going to work next week, right?
5: Yes. Yeah, so it will take place on the 21st, the Thursday next week. Um, it'll be a big day for the Medicine Hat Tigers, to be honest. So the way it's going to work is – the six teams that miss playoffs are all in the lottery. Tigers will have the most possible selections. They'll have six balls in the lottery, followed by five balls, four, three, two, and one. So the way it works, they'll make the draw. Currently, as we sit, Medicine Hat has a 28.5% chance, I believe. That sounds about right, Scott. 28.5%. I'm fact check on <laughs> you. It sounds right. 28.5% of winning the draft lottery, of having their ball chosen. They would get to pick first overall. Hasn't happened for the Medicine Hat Tigers since the days of J Boe Mister and Ryan Hallweg. It's been, it's been a minute. Been a while. <laughs> so Good years that's J Bo. <laughs> that's the scenario for Medicine Hat. What makes it even more interesting is there's a rule in the draft lottery. You can only move up a maximum of two places. So mm. that means if the fourth, fifth, or sixth place team, basically in reverse order rankings, if they win. The Tigers still pick first overall because it can only move up a maximum right. of two places. Okay. So the Tigers only have about a 28.5% chance of winning the draft lottery. Their chances of picking first overall are about 57%.
1: Okay. I like that odd. Yeah, Sorry, I'm just doing
2: doing some quick math here. So it's like, yeah, 9 out of 21 that are bad balls. Yeah. So 12 out of 21, good balls.
1: Okay, I don't know if you could say that. uh, Can you? Oh, it's been said. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Twelve out of twenty-one balls are good. It's like the second last or last one we're doing. What are they gonna do?
2: It's like a it's like a toothpaste commercial. Like four out of five dentists recommend. It's twelve out of twenty-one balls are are good.
1: uh, Do we know because we're getting so close and there is now Mm -hmm. talk of draft? Do we know like the kid that is
5: potentially looking at like the number one pick? I think the one most people are talking about, and Lance, you're you're also tuned into this. I think it's Gavin McKenna. Yep. I, yep. I mean, that's the player everybody seems to think that is going to be the the number one pick overall here. He hails from the UConn, out of mm-hmm. Whitehorse, and has been playing with Rink Hockey Academy and has put up some outstanding numbers this year as yeah. a, as a you know 14 year old player. And there's a lot of hype surrounding him and what he's been able to do out at Rink and um obviously it's uh uh, he's been a guy who there's been a lot of expectations on of what he's going to bring in the in the whl we just got news from uh the ohl today that uh michael missa um he's been granted exceptional status Mm -hmm. in the ohl um we'll see if that will happen in the dub i don't necessarily think it will this year i'm leaning towards that way but hey you never know um but all indications right now is is Gavin McKenna seems to be the the number one horse in the race for for the upcoming WHL draft. Did you uh,
2: did you see Jesse's face when he said Gavin McKenna, and then he looked up his hockey DB and <laughs> saw the the numbers that, that he's putting <laughs> What are you up? thinking, Jesse? He's
1: played thirty five games. He's got sixty five <laughs> total points. Yeah, it's not yeah, bad, eh? Yeah, That's pretty good
5: for Eight. for a guy who's you know playing on a U seventeen, U eighteen team. And yeah, he's, he's also, 5,
1: 10, 150.
2: Yeah, he's also playing with uh, a bunch of guys that were just drafted in December. Yeah, and he's leading Rig Hockey Academy in in Kelowna with uh, with points. So. Man, Gavin forgets? McKenna's kind of good and and I, I think you're right Scott a lot of people are kind of tabbing him to be the, the number one pick I believe there's a kid out of Shattuck St. Mary's forgive me for not having his name offhand but I believe he's in the conversation around one of those top picks as well but uh, whichever one you get, because because let's face it, even if they get number two and, and uh, the the fellow out of Shattuck St. Mary's whose name I still don't have, uh, were to were to be the player selected,
5: it's still a great pick. Well, right? let me ask you a question. Do you like Carson Lambos? Yeah, he's okay. Not yeah, bad. Defense, yeah, he's not then. bad. <laughs> number two overall pick. Yeah, that's all right. So I mean, you look at the the players who have been drafted. Jake Neighbors, not it's a bad player. Number two. I think you're Second getting a good player
1: pick. regardless. I mean, oh, yeah. one, two, or three, you're getting really good and. Correct me if I'm wrong, but someone was telling me that for the CHL import draft, yeah. there is no lottery, that no. the Tigers would get the number one
5: pick. Right, right now, the Medicine Hat Tigers are draft number one overall in the uh, import draft because the way they do it is they rotate it between each league on who drafts number one in reverse order of the standings. So this year, it's the WHL's here to draft number one. Perfect. And the Tigers well. are going to finish last. So the way it sits right now, the Tigers hold the first overall pick in the import draft, and we'll see what will happen with... The draft lottery. Now, the other thing with Medicine Hat and the draft lottery, let's say either the second or third place team wins the draft lottery, the Tigers drop back one spot. Mm-hmm. So they're picking first or second overall.
1: Oh, so there's not even a chance that they get third. It'll be either one or
5: two? Yeah, because they only yep. do the one one draw. Yeah, One draw for the lottery. Oh, wow. So you the top two. Yeah. And you have to remember as well, the Tigers also hold Seattle's first round pick mm-hmm. in the Lucas Spakovsky oh, deal. That's right. So that works There's out two well. two
1: picks in that one, right? Is that for a different year?
5: Uh, yeah, so they got a second and a third as well, and that, that's for separate years okay. as well. But So they broke up a nice little package
2: to get Swakowski, uh into Seattle, and Seattle was able to move some picks out to Medicine Hat. That'll look well. Uh, or look good rather when the draft rolls around, but uh, but yeah, that import draft will be interesting, and uh, hopefully at some point, maybe next year, we can we can talk to to Bobby Fox and, and figure out you know what the thought process was behind it because there's so many directions you can go. Do you want yeah. to like a 17 year old and have him like age with the team? Do you want to take someone maybe 18 or 19 and, and lead the way? Like you look at every what Nico Hooten is doing, and you just think, man, like that could that could be an impact uh, player immediately joining your team? So. Uh, that'll be interesting, but you have media right away. So I'm going to ask one last question. Uh, ha- have you had fun this year, Scott? <laughs> it's been it's been hectic. It's been busy, uh, but you've had quite the cool opportunity. We'll chat with you next week, of course, too. But uh, but now you get to slide back with onto color with Rids for the final home game. Uh,
5: j- just wondering how the year's been. It's been incredible. Yeah. Um, you know, an experience I didn't think I would be able to get, you know, to step into the shoes of Bob Ridley, second play by play voice in the history of the Medicine Hat Tigers. It's been the biggest honor of my career. And to call 67 games, it's been a grind. And that's long, especially it's long. <laughs> yeah. And especially with a season like this, it feels a little bit long at some times when you're, you know, in 16 game losing streaks and right. things aren't going completely right. But. It, it's still been an amazing experience and being able to connect with the team and the coaching staff and, you know, you, you really get to know each other out on the road as well. And um, it, it's been a lot of fun. And, you know, I, I thank Tigers fans as well for allowing me this opportunity because I know that's been an, an enormous change, you know, oh, yeah. when you're used to for 50 plus years of one person calling games <laughs> and then someone different comes in and has a totally different play calling uh, way style, about them yeah, yeah, style yeah. It it can be abrasive, and so I really thank all the Tigers fans for sticking with me this year. It's been, again, a tough year, but um, a huge thank you to the Medicine Hat Tigers. Huge thank you to to Chat as well for, you know, allowing me to have this opportunity, and most of all, a big thank you to Ritz um, to have that kind of confidence and being able to pass over the mic, you know. Can't ask for anything more. And the opportunity to end the season with him in the booth is going to be incredible. Yeah, that'd um, be very cool. You yeah. know, I, it's it's great for Tigers fans. It's great for the organization. And most of all, it's great for Rids. You know, yep. this has not been an easy season on him being able, just having to watch from the sidelines. So he's going to be back in the booth. I can't wait for Friday. Um, it's going to be a, a special, special night from Co-op Place.
1: Yep. Talking yeah. to him, he said he's very nervous. He's got butterflies, which I didn't think could happen. After doing it for 51 years, Oh yeah, over 4,000 games, he says, no, I got butterflies, I don't want to screw it up. He he wants to be oh, perfect, man. right? He wants to perfe- the, the perfectionist.
2: No such thing as screw it up. And if, if something happens, just blame it on Justin. He'll be the board on the <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Justin Hartman. Yeah. So you can just say, ah, it's Justin's It's Justin. Ball. I'll never forget, Justin. never forget the one time when it was years ago that I was offing a game. It was like my first game alone that I was running at... Oh, like at the station. And uh, I got a phone call during the game. And so I was like, oh, I could take it. It's fine. It won't go to air. But it went in Bob's headphones. Nice. So he heard this lady talking (laughs) about trying to fix her TV. And I'm like, then he he stopped mid-call. He's like, who is that?
3: <laughs> <laughs> I was like, no
2: one can hear it, Bob. It's just you. Keep going. So so I'll never forget. That, that was great. That was uh, great.
1: No, Tiger fans are really excited to have Rids back in. He will have the pregame at 6.30. Game starts at 7.00. And not taking anything away from you two. You two did a very, very good job this year. Uh, you made it easy. I, I told you that for the fir- first game you guys did. You yeah. made it very easy. It was easy listening. It was nice to have you guys on the background, which sounds like a, a bad thing to say, but when you're in broadcasting – that's the best compliment you can get. That is
2: good. Mm-hmm. That is good. Yeah, I'm just, uh, you know, expected to get fired sooner.
0: So I'm <laughs> surprised it went this long.
1: Scott, as always, man, we appreciate your time and uh, have fun with Rids this weekend. Yeah, I appreciate it, guys.
0: More Tigers uncaged in seconds. That's how win it is done. Powered by South Country Co-op.
4: If we asked your car how it felt, it wouldn't respond, it's a car. But if we added some magical pixie dust and then asked, it still wouldn't answer. That only happens in the movies. But if we ask how you felt about having to fill your car, you'd probably say, I wish I got something out of it. Well, co-op members earn money on every liter filled at Co-op Gas Bars. Fill up today on Stracken Road, 13th Avenue, Maple Avenue, Northlands, Redcliffe, Eagle Butte, and Dunmore, and Oyen. South Country Co-op proudly serving the community for over 60 years. You're at home here. When it comes to washing your ride, the most important thing is... Water pressure. Without it, dirt, bugs, birds, business, and everything else stays on. Thankfully, South Country Co-op Extreme Car Wash has the... Water pressure. State-of-the-art laser touchless car wash from South Country Co-op. Four locations, Maple Avenue, Northlands, Crescent Heights, and Stracken Road. This is your best wash. This is your best wash. Extreme touchless car wash from South Country Co-op.
3: You're at home here. Water pressure. When it comes to your choice of beverage, you have your favorites. And when it comes to the place you get your beverages from, Co-op Liquor Stores is the favorite. They carry a huge selection of wine, spirits, local and world beers. Stick to what you love or try something new. Co-op Liquor Stores in Crescent Heights, 13th Avenue, Red Cliff, Dunmore and Strachan Road, all open seven days a week. South Country Co-op, proudly serving the community for over 60 years. You're at home here.
0: Jesse and Lance are back with more Tigers on Un- cage and fuels, baby! Here we go! Powered by South Country Co-op.
1: Welcome back to Tigers Uncaged, powered by our good friends at South Country Co-op as we wrap up the season that was for the Medicine Hat Tigers. One more game against the Edmonton Oil Kings. Uh, we kind of touched on a little bit with Scott, but I think Friday night, Good Friday, it's going to be more than a hockey game.
2: Yeah, definitely. Definitely. It's uh, obviously wrapping of a season but you don't get this very often where you know it's the last game of the year it just yeah. doesn't happen all that often especially is that why it
1: feels different just yeah. because we've had this growing trend of going to the playoffs which i mean it's a good trend to have but yeah. knowing that we are officially done it, maybe that's it it's a feeling we're not used to it,
2: no no you don't have that often in the city and with this franchise it's uh quite rare that you know this is your last game of the season but that's the situation that they're in and I mean, you also have the return of Bob. So it's just, it kind of piles on to what's already a pretty big night, and makes it even bigger. So, uh, so I know a lot of people are, are looking forward to getting down to co-op place one final time this year. And, uh, I think there's already some conversation, some excitement for next year, which is good, but, uh, we yeah, to, to send off this team properly. And, you know, like, like it Scott had been mentioning it's, it's been a tough season for everyone involved, right? The the coaches, players, staff, I mean, it hasn't been the easiest year, but, uh, uh, that extends to the fans either, and I think for the most part you've had that loyal group of fans that have been coming out to every single game and have been supporting this team, and uh, I-, I think they just as much as as everyone else that's been a part of the season deserved like one final solid send off.
1: Yeah, I know the Tigers have a bunch of giveaways. Co-op Place is uh, cheap ha- beer. Uh, chi- having cheap. There's a lot of things that are cheap, but surprisingly all I can think of, is remember, is beer. Yeah,
2: that's. I think they're doing a bunch of deals. Yeah. But but specifically beer. Beer. Yeah, Yeah, beer. So
1: if you have not checked out a game, highly recommend that you do so. Because you never know. I think these boys are going to play with their heart. There's a lot of guys that maybe should have an everyday spot that are going to be playing for that everyday spot. Because Mm -hmm. you never know, Willie. We talked about that Max tournament. There's a lot of young kids in the waiting that are going to make this team. Yep. Yep. And so Willie said, no one has a permanent spot on <laughs> no, this team. No. And so I think you're going to see guys playing like that. Like, they're playing for their spot next year. And so who knows? Edmonton may not be playing a lot of their guys because they're getting set for the playoffs. Could we see an upset on the finale of this series? It's quite possible. Like, you never know.
2: Quite possible. With uh, Whenever you get your, your final game of the regular season at home, it just hits a little different. It too, does, right? So and so, celebrate
1: the overagers. Yep. People are going to be louder because they know we're not going to get another game till October, True. maybe end of September. So I don't know. I, I feel like there could be some magic in the air at co-op Place.
2: I hope so. Hope so. It would be a nice way to, to send off the season and these players and, and the staff for what's been a, a difficult year, but one that they're, I think, going to look back on at some point and be like this was kind of a foundation of, of the next wave of Tigers hockey, right? Because, I mean, for the last little while, like we've been mentioning, it's been... A lot of playoffs, a lot of you know, getting in and just not being able to break through, but sometimes you need a quick little reset, mm-hmm. and uh, and the Tigers are positioned fairly well, whether you look at well, who some of the top players are that they could potentially pick up in the draft, uh, what the uh, CHL import draft can bring uh, with that top spot. You also look at the players that you have in your system and your pipeline and the battles that you can start creating and, and see form for for ice time because there's going to be a lot of players that are going to be pushing for spots that deserve spots but there's only so many places you can you can get guys in so mm-hmm. there's going to be a, a a lot of a lot of development I hope throughout this summer heading into next year I
1: time. hope so I hope so and we appreciate you uh we'll be back for our last podcast next week we'll kind of talk about the night that was and just you know the, the the year that we had and by then we might have a better understanding on where the tigers are picking as well mm-hmm. in the draft but uh, we'll wrap everything up next week as always we appreciate you for listening for downloading we couldn't do it if it wasn't for you and uh, of course to South Country Co-op who wanted to be a part yeah. of this yeah we appreciate them we like their beer as well oh yeah, well, yeah we love their they beer they got cheap beer and they got a they got a nice uh, co-op brand beer co-op red, I believe. Yeah, it's on sale. Pretty good. Yeah, it's on. the Logger's on sale. Mm. I don't think it's going to be on sale by the time you listen to this. <laughs> but uh, it was on sale at one time.
0: <laughs> While well, we're talking about it. It's on sale. <laughs> good.
1: Uh, as always, have yourself a great time. And uh, for Lance, I'm Jesse. We'll see you next time.
0: This has been Tigers Uncaged with Jesse and Lance. I'm- Powered by South Country Co-op. Thanks to all of our show contributors. Thank you for your help. Be looking for a new Tigers Uncaged podcast every week during hockey season.